0: The taxi stopped behind a CNN van in front of the downtown courthouse, a twenty-story, marble-faced tower. It looked to Alex like a bland office building, nothing like the stately southern courthouses he had come to expect from reading John Grisham as a teen. When he decided to become a reporter, Alex had chosen the courts with an expectation of exciting cases and dramatic courtroom scenes. A fantasy, he realized quickly, that had little to do with the day-to-day grind of the law. He had been covering the court for a year and rarely got a story beyond the metro section. But now TV trucks, out-of-state reporters, and curious citizens surrounded the building. The Santiago trial would land him on the front page for weeks. He scanned the faces of the reporters but avoided eye contact as he made his way through the throng and up the steps. The courthouse furnishings were outdated and its halls smelled of cleaning supplies and wet cement. As he stopped at the security desk, Alex said, "Hey, Baron." And flashed an ID, Baron Dakota, wearing a dark blue uniform and courthouse badge, smiled as he held out a clipboard and said, "Name and address." You think I don't know the routine by now? Alex shook his head as he took the clipboard. Bosses make me say it. Baron pulled back his long black ponytail and studied Alex. You look terrible, man. I mean, for a pretty boy like you, you look like one of the Backstreet Boys the morning his agent checks him into rehab. How'd it work out with Greta? Alex scribbled on the visitor sheet. We had a good time. How'd it go for you last night? Let's just say I could use a little of that Alex Vane charm. City girls don't seem to appreciate gorgeous native men from the Pacific Northwest. Alex laughed. <laughs> Not like back home, huh? He rubbed his eyes and patted down his dark brown hair. Any good gossip for me today? Baron leaned in. Looks like Sharp is gonna take the lead on the Santiago prosecution, along with Davis and Morgenthau. Alex handed the clipboard back. Then Santiago's even more screwed than we thought. Sharp is good. I heard he might challenge Bloomberg for mayor in a couple years. Everybody knows that. His people are already leaking a slogan. At last, a Democrat who's sharp on crime. You heard from WNYW? Not yet. You're a shoo-in, though, right? Barron switched to an exaggerated news anchor voice. This Justin young- Handsome, arrogant newsman, Alex Vane, to become New York's next big TV reporter. Alex smiled and turned down the long marble corridor. (sighs) I hope so, he said under his breath. Across the hall from courtroom four, Alex sat on a wooden bench and leaned his head against the wall. Court wouldn't start for ten minutes, and he was half asleep when he heard his ringtone. A tinny, Muzak version of Nirvana's in bloom. When he pulled the phone out of his bag, he saw that the caller ID read 000 0000. He sighed, tired of telemarketers, but answered anyway Hello, I'd like to purchase 10 of whatever you're selling. He heard quiet, steady breathing on the line. Alex Fane. The voice was distorted, deep and metallic. Alex realized it was being run through a voice scrambler. He looked around instinctively and ran a hand through his hair. This is Alex? Who's this? The one who knows. Alex got calls from sources almost every day. Some reliable and some crazy. He decided this was one of the crazy ones. Knows what? He asked. The voice spoke slowly. Knows who killed Professor John Morton. You are covering the trial for the Standard, right? I am? Again, may I ask who this is? The one who knows. Alex paced the hallway. Oh, right. He told me already. Eric Santiago did not kill Professor Martin. I could get in a lot of trouble for telling you this. Then why are you telling me? Alex asked. Silence. Hello? Are you familiar with John 1225? Alex smiled. Let's assume I'm not. He who hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Alex chuckled nervously. (laughs) That's why you're calling me? He waited. Hello? The line was dead.